Welcome to the Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. In this podcast, sponsored by Nationwide, I talk with Mark Bourbon, President and COO at Nationwide, leading their property casualty business. Right on the heels of the fall conference season, we discuss trends in the marketplace, including uncertainty and some increased indicators of risk in the casualty market, continued pressure in the property market and the opportunity for a market reset there, the need for resilience in building codes and in pricing, and how carriers can work better with brokers to ensure they have what they need to better serve their clients. Give it a listen. All right, Mark, it's so great to have you here with me. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Sandy. Great to be with you as well. And we were just talking. We both have just come off the uh, most recent Insurance Leadership Forum in Colorado Springs, uh, which is a great way to sort of dive into our, our topping points today. I'd love to hear from you your takeaways from the meeting and just kind of the state of things as you've as you've just come out of this meeting cycle. Yeah, no, I think, again, the timing for this conversation is perfect. You know, last weekend and kind of working through four days of CIABILF, um, you know, lots of trends and things that we were thinking about the industry probably confirmed and uh, always good to get fresh insights and information and get a feel for uh, some of the themes that are really coming across uh, as we talk to, you know, the professionals across the industry. Um, you know, it is an interesting time, right? In some ways, I call it, it's like a fast moving and cautious environment all at the same time. So it feels like there's a tremendous amount of momentum and speed and opportunity. And there are also, depending upon segments of, of the industry and particular areas of uh, product offerings where there's a lot of caution. Mm -hmm. um, so as you think about the conversations really around the continued pressure in uh, indemnity from inflationary pressures and that both from an economic inflation basis as well as from a social inflation impact on some uh, casualty lines in particular, uh, financial market uncertainty. And, you know, in the environment that we're in right now with some of what's going on with the government and the impact that that has on the financial markets as well, uh, lots of... Uh, uh, lots of uncertainty uh, around what the future holds. And then I think one of the other things that uh, definitely pronounced through the conversations uh, last weekend is just the impact of continued pressure from weather, you know, mm -hmm. catastrophe events um, that are all being impacted by increasing exposures across all segments of property. Uh, frequency picking up this year really pronounced in, in more of the convective storm exposures rather than necessarily so far knock on wood, hurricane or wildfires, as those are still very active seasons, right, that could just compound issues. Um, and the frequency of the events coming through continuing to just, uh, with all of those factors considered, rising and creating um, more pressure. So, the theme, though, that we took from all of that was really in every segment, just customer disruption. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality of things are hitting customers as carriers and distribution are trying to keep pace with the trends, provide the right solutions in markets, too, where there's maybe some shrinking capacity, mm -hmm. uh, geographic concentration being a, a critical element of that. 
So from a workforce basis, whether you're at a carrier, whether you're at a broker, um, whether you're in charge of placement uh, for a business that you run, um, it is a really unique and uh, challenging time navigating everything that's hitting desks today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. You know, a, co a couple of times I heard the phrase, you know, optimism combined with fear. <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely that disruption and all of that was pervasive in multiple conversations. Yeah, for sure. Cautiously optimistic or optimistically cautious. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely uh, uh, pronounced. Yes. So let's get into some of the details of some of those things that you just touched on, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit more about a solutions uh, approach that you all are, are thinking about over there at Nationwide. Um, but so one of the one of the sort of tenors was talk around the casualty market. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the trends you're seeing there. Yeah, you know, the casualty market is an interesting one today as you think about the uh, length of time it takes for patterns to really develop. So it's always about trying to get the best idea of what you're predicting the future to be. And with all of the things that we were discussing uh, earlier in the conversation here, you know, there's a degree of uncertainty uh, that is really pronounced today as it relates to trying to predict what those future trends are going to look like. And you couple that with the fact that coming out of the pandemic and looking at some of the trends from a casualty line perspective, you know, saw premiums across the board, you know, maintaining or maybe even here recently as uh, the market has continued to evolve, you know, seeing some negative premium trends uh, in different lines. Uh, commercial DNO, some of the dynamic of what we see going across in workers' compensation. Um, but at the same time that all of that is happening, we're starting to see some of the underlying you know, leading indicators that would uh, portray more risk in the future. Mm -hmm. So you've got this favorable dynamic that had been coming out of the pandemic and more competition and supply and demand always you know, kind of driving where the marketplace is. But now you look at some of what we're seeing from uh, social inflation trends, and I think the reality of some of the patterns of emergence coming out of that, uh, nuclear verdicts uh, that are uh, becoming more frequent, the backlog reality of the court system, and as that is opened back up, but you're seeing because there was the shutdown, um, you know, files are being opened longer. There's a longer period of time that litigation is going. So whether it's uh, uh, cost increases that are coming from legal defense, or it's the reality that, you know, when a case is open longer, there's more treatment and different dynamics that, that uh, impacted there. Yeah. Um, medical cost, kind of that cautiously optimistic or optimistically <laughs> cautious, you know, inflation that's coming through there as we've looked at the history of work comp over the most recent years. Um, and what that's done to premium, while well, now at the same time starting to see some of those inflationary trends come through. Uh, so you've got that convergence of different patterns that are coming that way. I think also you've got this unique uh, uh, opportunity and challenge as we think about the workforce and what that means to exposures with low unemployment, 
Um, but we've also got, and, and we see a lot of employees that are new in role that creates a, another concern around experience and understanding operational uh, dynamics that, that folks face that opens up different exposures. While at the same time, we also see in other segments an aging workforce uh, that creates some other challenges as you think about those dynamics. So we've got all of that hitting at the same time that we've got this rapid advancement of technology. So you can't go anywhere today without there being a conversation of generative AI and all of the opportunities that that presents to rethink the way that you know, we all conduct uh, our personal lives and run our businesses. At the same time, that's opening up new cyber concerns. And, um, you know, so again, there's just a lot of considerations in that casualty line. So you take all of that and you try to predict what the future loss trend is going to be. Um, it is, uh, it, there's some challenge in, in predicting what the future holds. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot, a lot of different factors, as you described. Um, you also touched on weather earlier. And of course, property has been a conversation um, at the forefront of things for a while now. Um, we have seen, you know, some correction coming from previous years of losses. But, you know, the big question I think overhanging this is, is the industry putting in place sustainable pricing and coverage that will serve clients over the longer term? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an interesting question as you think about the long-term impact of what we're seeing from a weather basis. And I do think that the market that we're in right now and what we're actually seeing with climate change and the weather patterns um, is providing an opportunity for the market to reset a bit. So as we think about uh, pricing for the coverages provided, you know, maybe having a more uh, stringent look at settlement provisions from a claim basis, policy terms and limits that are provided, I do see a dynamic that the market is responding and uh, will be changing some of those basics of how we approach the property market previously. I think the resiliency also going into how carriers are thinking about what the weather trends will be, predictions about the future, maturity of models that give not just concentration in capital risk, but also a better understanding of underwriting volatility uh, by geography, by peril. There is a lot of focus on maturing capabilities to truly understand new risk. That is what is driving the market activity. Uh, pricing is strengthening and is going to continue to strengthen based upon you know, our, our understanding of risk today. From a sustainability basis, I think it's much more around how we continue as an industry to shift from a repair and replace mode to a predict, prevent, and build resiliency. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can't just be the historical, I've got a roof that's now 20 years old, it's gonna wait for the windstorm or the hailstorm to come through as a consumer in order to take care of that. Um, insurance moving away from that warranty policy almost approach to things to truly more of a, 
How do we strengthen and harden properties? How do we price real risk and exposure based upon the maturity of our understanding of risk, uh, all creating a reset for what property looks like moving forward? Mm -hmm. And you have some some ideas on um, how communities can build more resilience specifically. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your thoughts around building codes and some of those other issues. Yeah, you know, I had the opportunity to engage in a conversation recently with the CEO of the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety, IBHS, Roy Wright. And going through that as we talk about some of the research that's being done at IBHS of truly understanding uh, fortified home standards or property standards, I should say, it goes beyond just uh, uh, personal residences, but uh, commercial properties as well. Uh, what are some of the building standards uh, that provide more resiliency based upon the different exposures and uh, geographic issues that we may face across the country? I was surprised to learn in speaking with Roy that only about 35% of communities across the country have building codes. So the opportunity to think around the long term as we talk about sustainability for the property marketplace, how to continue to advance the importance of that. We all see the news stories after a particular event that comes through a community and you see those few properties that are left still undamaged or nearly undamaged after a very significant event. And as you peel back the insights on that, Typically, it comes back to there were particular building codes and preventative approaches that that property owner took um, that created, you know, the, the more favorable outcome. Mm -hmm. So I think that's got to be a really important part of the long term solution. And that's always one of the challenges to get people thinking beyond what am I going to get back uh, immediately on my return, but we know for every $1 uh, of investment spent in strengthening property with appropriate fortified building uh, standards, there's an $11 return on that. Wow. Um, so, you know, being able to go out with that information and try to spread that, uh, that news, um, I think is going to be a critical part for the property uh, marketplace moving forward. Yes, that's a good point. And, and education and helping business owners and, and consumers kind of understand the realities of that. Um, so, so you just spent a bunch of time with distribution partners out in Colorado Springs. Talk to me about how, how can brokers approach this with clients? How can brokers work together with carrier partners um, to really push these resilience um, strategies forward? Yeah, I think, again, the carrier and partner uh, distribution relationship collectively together play a really important part in this. So I would first start that from a carrier perspective, our job is to increase the transparency around this information, uh, put in the hands of brokers where they can go to get the insights, but also to feed those sorts of insights uh, to distribution professionals so that they can carry the message forward to the clients that they work with. Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, depending, you know, sometimes I think the reality is we all look at uh, the cost of uh, 
stronger building codes or, or measures that we take to prevent a loss. And everybody thinks about the here and now cost of that. But again, trying to present more transparency in how does an insurance carrier think about managing risk, what that means as far as the transaction of cost that the consumer ends up bearing and how a little bit of investment can go a long way in saving over the long term. So I think trying to get out in front of distribution with more of that knowledge, because what distribution is great at is actually engaging the client of understanding their risks, understanding what they can do to help manage their uh, insurance solution, ultimately with a focus on cost. And I just think that partnership being enhanced to be more transparent, provide more information about this, and again, talk about the long-term return on a small investment relatively to what you get back will all be critical parts of how distribution continues to uh, serve their clients, which is what they've always done best and will continue to do. Mark, any final thoughts you have before we um, sort of wrap this up here? Anything, any other takeaways? Yeah, you know, Sandy, I think about the conversation that we've had and I, I put it in the context of what I heard at ILF uh, last week. And I've always had an appreciation uh, for what distribution professionals do with their clients. But I really walked away from the conversations of last week and in our daily interactions with our distribution partners at Nationwide with really an appreciation for the dynamic that is going on in their office today with all that we've talked about of some of the challenges of the current marketplace, the stress that the workforce is under inside agencies and brokers today, uh, workloads, uh, the communication and outreach that's needing to happen with clients to help them understand this dynamic market that we're in. I really walked away with an even more pronounced an appreciation for what distribution is navigating through in this environment. And I think, again, it's times like this where the value that they bring to the client relationship is more important than ever. And I know we walked away at Nationwide as a carrier with greater appreciation and a renewed focus on how we can better work together with distribution to address some of those issues that they're faced with today, uh, to put them in the best position to uh, be successful business owners, but also to make sure that they can give the right experience for their clients. Um, that's what I wanted to probably share more than anything else is the uh, most impactful theme that we've taken away from some of the recent market activity and feedback. Well, Mark, I think that's a great, a great point you made. It All of that uh, all of those disparate factors that we talked about are landing on the broker desk as they work with their clients. So um, the recognition that you have for that, I, I'm sure will go a long way out there in the marketplace. Well, we appreciate that work and the opportunity to partner with distribution to, again, uh, try to deliver relevant solutions for, uh, for clients in a really dynamic marketplace. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great chatting with you today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciated the opportunity.
That was Mark Bourbon, President and COO at Nationwide. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. For more Leaders Edge podcasts, go to leadersedge.com.